0: Casting live from Shatterskull, the Hammer Pass, on the plane of Zendikar, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. Graham here with Nelson. Hi there. And Cameron. Hello. And today we are going to be cracking some packs. We're into Zendikar and we're still playing it, but I don't know if our opinions have changed drastically since last episode, except that I think we said something about there wasn't some super broken mythic tearing through standard and I guess that was wrong but apart from that we decided we're gonna take an episode to crack and packs for fun and value or I guess not value but look don't worry about it hey before we get into it shout out to card kingdom who sponsors this show check out cardkingdom.com LRR for all of your card needs a reminder they'll ship singles anywhere in the world and they'll do it so fast and you can tell them, Loading Ready Run sent me button, please, and they'll give you a little one-inch button which says, Put in the Woo in Wooberg. And of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Before we get into the show, a fun thing coming up. Speaking of Card Kingdom... Is this coming Friday on the Friday night paper fight on twitch.tv slash loading ready run? Or if you're watching this on the lrrmtg YouTube channel, this is where the replay will go up. We're doing a fun thing for the Friday night paper fight. We're doing the zendikar World Tour. Ooh. So myself, James Serge, and special guest Kenji Egashira will be playing paper magic in our respective homes, of course doing a world tour of Zendikar Sealed. And what that means is we each have two packs from Zendikar Rising, two packs from Battle for Zendikar, and two packs from Zendikar. And I don't know how it's going to come together, but I can't wait to find out. So that's October 2nd at 5 p.m. if you want to watch it live, and the replay will be on this very YouTube channel.
1: I got a terrible spoiler for you. What you do is you open up the packs of Zendikar, then you open up the packs of Zendikar Rising, and then you take the packs of Battle for Zendikar and you use them as bookmarks. (laughs) Well, where you can just get a Sharpie out and turn them into elf creature tokens or something.
0: I'm curious how the subtypes interact because there's allies in the two earlier sets, but not in Zendikar Rising.
1: But there's good cards in the first set and the third set. That is
0: true. But some of the allies in the first two sets also have relevant party subtypes. That's true. So I'm curious if there's a sort of a party ally synergy that can happen there. I can't wait to find out. I'm building on stream. So, yay.
1: (laughs) Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun.
0: For today, though, James asked me to get three older packs, because last time we did some cracker packs, they were a little bit more recent. So I have three packs in front of me that I got from the moon base that are nine 10 and 25 years old respectively <laughs> nice exciting and we'll start with the most recent pack and then work our way backwards why not so we're going to start this is a pack given to us by Philippe on andrew's behalf <laughs> it says okay on andrew g's behalf all right well thank you andrew g and thanks Philippe, for transporting it i don't know what show or maybe this was for mail time or something but thank you both nine years ago can either of you guess what pack we're opening first nine
1: years is that shadows over innistrad no that's too that's well, too recent i'm gonna
2: guess 2011 yep that would have been lorwin
1: no that's a little too too late is it
0: zendikar nope it you were close with your first guess. this is original innistrad
1: oh first Innistrad. okay oh. great
0: yeah 2011 what? man no
1: it's weird in some ways it feels like time hasn't been standing still
0: all right let's open this up So yeah, Cam, this this was in fact nine years ago. The the horror element is strong. Yeah. (laughs) All right. First up we have Doomed Traveler. Hey. All right. Good boy. You know this guy. Single white mana for a 1-1 human soldier. When Doomed Traveler dies, put a plus one plus one white spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Or I'm sorry, create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying would be the new templating.
2: Love to
1: feed this guy to people. Yeah, just just a hot meat and potatoes Aristocrats card, and also just, just a solid player. Basically a 2-2 two, two for 1 with uh,
2: half of it having flying. Yeah, this, this guy puts the meat and potatoes in meat and potatoes.
0: <laughs> Next we have Lost in the Mist, 3 blue blue for an instant counter-target spell, return target permanent to its owner's hand.
1: Not everyone's favorite modes of Cryptic Command, but only one more mana in a common was vaguely playable in this draft environment
0: yeah i think vaguely playable sums it up pretty well cam did you have any recollections of this no comments on this one i just
1: yeah it's it's absolutely here (laughs) yeah it turns out that a big part of cryptic command is having the flexibility
0: undeniably here yeah and also being four mana oh yeah you're right this thing's five wow yeah you felt bad to get caught by this next elder Cathar two and a white for a two two human soldier when elder Cathar dies put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control if that creature is a human put two plus one plus one counters on it instead right this was the set that made human tribal a thing humans didn't really matter until innistrad
2: it's the set with champion in the parish yeah this guy and um uh travel prep oh yeah what was the other one captain of the the hamlet captain Hamlet Captain, yep, that's a card. Other attacking
1: humans get plus one plus one.
0: Definitely a big fan of green white humans. That was a good good deck in the draft. Absolutely tasty. Next is it's a card with a little bit of a funny backstory. It's Grave Bramble, one green green for a three four plant with defender and protection from zombies.
1: My mom still plays this game on her iPad. Actually, no way. <laughs> it's still going. They've uh, there's like fifty. 50- releases or whatever for plants vs zombies i don't think it's in the news much anymore or anything but yeah plants vs zombies is still making someone some money
0: that's impressive because they kind of utterly ruined it with the garden warfare game that they like once ea it was ea or activision one of them took over plants versus zombies from pop cap and like or i think they just bought pop cap and they made it into some sort of awful microtransaction fueled abomination sniff single tier yeah but yeah. the original plants versus zombies was super cool this card i guess we should talk about the card briefly <laughs> do we have to <laughs> i mean it was pretty all right like you you'd you'd run a grave bramble if you really had to right you only board it in i don't think any of the green decks
1: want a wall in the three drop slot but if your opponent has a good zombies deck you definitely bring it in or if your opponent is just some like hasty deck or the green white humans deck yeah you can play mm-hmm. it oh, maybe i'm wrong maybe you should main it that's like two good archetypes i just named i have brought it in a bunch i just hate walls i'm sorry like,
2: yeah
0: <laughs> it's okay you you're you're allowed next is the card that taught me at the innistrad pre-release how the phases and steps of combat work it's ambush viper <laughs> one in a green for a two one snake with flash and death touch Specifically, it was my opponent flashed in ambush viper, blocked with it, and then I killed it with Geist flame and didn't understand. It's I should have killed the ambush viper before he blocked with it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I was necessarily given that opportunity, but hey, you know, like the point is realizing that the damage didn't go through at that point, you know, and I was like, "Oh, but I did have a window of opportunity to kill it where I could have killed it and still had the damage go through. I was like, okay, I've, I've I've learned a lesson here.
1: That's already like the solar system level brain, you know, missed misunderstanding of how combat works. Like the, the regular like monkey brain one is just like block, then cast ambush viper block or like, right. you know, or, or like, or they're going to attacks and you're like, okay, before you attack, I'm going to flash an ambush viper, right? Like uh, both and both of those plays are even totally reasonable ones to make when you're just learning how to play Magic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, good for you. The like trying to make sure that your creature doesn't get blocked in the first place line is that's pretty high up there in terms of understanding flash creatures.
0: This little guy put in a lot of work in this format. Just because sometimes you really needed. To, I mean, it's the Green Doom Blade. You just needed to kill stuff sometimes.
1: Absolutely. Also, we just nicknamed him Snapcaster Mage for how many times you know from the same set they're both two mana for a two one flash and like often enough all you need out of Snapcaster mage is just suddenly a blocker
0: next is ghoul caller's bell single mana for an artifact tap each player puts the top card of his or her library into their graveyard this is a miserable (laughs) it's miserable
2: i don't know if you've ever died to this but it sucks (laughs) dying to ghoul caller's bell yeah oh oh no good yeah got
1: into modern obviously like this card enabled the you know that lantern deck yeah it's one of the cards at least in one of the versions that got in
0: because ordinarily in innistrad limited you would want to be milling yourself because there was flashback and you needed creatures to make your zombies and stuff but i i guess sometimes you you could just mill your opponent
2: i mean it is it is each player there was the flashback mill card
0: oh yeah uh dream twist that's the one there you go right. dream twist. Single blue for an instant target player puts the top three cards into their library and then flashback only for one and a blue. I definitely remember, I think at some point, James and I might have drafted like a deck with four or five dream twists. There was also a curse,
2: I want to say, that milled. Definitely. There was Curse of the Bloody Tome. There, there yeah. was a whole mill
1: archetype, yeah, and you could... There was some targeted mill that would sometimes go to you and sometimes go to them on the blue creatures, like Sell-Off, Occultist, I think, could mill them or could mill you. Hmm. But yeah, the Ghoul Caller's Bell is sort of good for the same reason that uh, Flame Rift is good, right? Like, if you're playing some cards that mill them effectively, like the ones we just looked at, and then also you have this bell, it's like, well, the total number of you know points of damage I need to deal is lower so even though that comes at a cost it won't matter unless my opponent is a faster mill deck than me so it Hmm. it, you know it scans as like a reasonable mill card
0: next oh god we don't have enough of these it's bump in the night single black mana for a sorcery target opponent loses three life flashback for five and a red
2: oh it's the thing
0: that
1: we all like (laughs) what's that what's Sir, Sir Barristan, right? Is it Sir Barrister or Sir barriston Barrister is like a lawyer. Sir Barristan, like, getting thrown out of King's Landing, is just like, just put it on the pile with the others. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, right,
2: right, right.
0: For those who don't know, what happened was we did a draft at the Moonbase just for fun. Like, we weren't streaming it or anything. And we hadn't really played the set much. And... I want to say Adam and Paul each had like four or five of these (laughs) and they played against one another. And it was just like bump in the night, bump in the night, bump in the night, bump in the night, flashback bump in the night, bump in the night, night, flashback bump in the night. And it just became a thing that we thought was really hilarious and goofy. And then that year was when we were like, hey, here is a fun idea that, was fun, but was also actually a Colossal Pain, which is why we've never done it since. <laughs> which was, hey, if you see us at a convention or a GP or something, give us this specific card and we'll give you the like secret little button, like the things we do with Card Kingdom now. And we wanted it to be a common one that, you know, was easily accessible. And so we were like, oh, Bump in the Night, perfect. Which is why Bump in the Night is still in the... Opening animation of LRRMTG because it just became a loading ready run meme basically, and now we have hundreds. It's like a thousand
1: or so. It's I think it's less than two thousand.
0: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, north. It's it could easily be north of a thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Hilarious. As it happens, I in draft I. Kind of like this card, honestly. It, in the right deck. It was not amazing, but yeah, it, it, I like it. Yeah, I don't hate it. Next is Ranger's Guile, which I think was just reprinted in the core set.
1: Uh, that
0: sounds right. It's been printed
1: a few times. I can't remember.
0: Or was it, it in Icoria? It's been reprinted recently. It
1: was in M21, M21. it like.
0: There we go. All right. Yeah,
1: just this core set.
0: So single green mana, instant target creature you control, gains plus one, plus one, and hexproof until end of turn sure. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. Blanking removal always feels good, even
0: if it costs you a card. Stromkirk Patrol is next. Four and a black for a 4-3 Vampire Soldier. Whenever Stromkirk Patrol deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Bit big for a slith. Yeah.
2: Yeah. These guys were not good, I remember.
1: It got a little better when, like, the priority on the priority you would want to put on having vampire filler got a little higher when there was the uncommon lord in the um dark ascension set, right? Because it gave them first strike as well, yeah. And so then they have four power and first strike, and or five power and first strike, I guess, when the lord's out. And then it's a bit easier to deal common damage to a player, but and also they're just kind of worth the, the investment. But yeah, this is some real chaff.
0: I feel like this was the worst vampire like i'm just thinking back to the draft and like you were never happy having to play a stromkirk patrol and i want to say it was the worst one
2: that definitely feels right yeah probably there would
1: occasionally be a time you know late in the game you might want this more than like the two one that has to attack but you when you're building your deck you want the two one
0: next is curiosity Single blue mana for a creature enchantment. Whenever the enchanted creature deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card.
1: Pretty slick. Was printed into standard for the first time in, I want to say, almost a decade for itself. Maybe maybe more than a decade.
0: Oh, wow. Is Curiosity that old? Yeah. Around 2000, I think. Wow. Is it Stronghold it's from originally?
2: No. Urza's... Exodus. 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 Wow. Right. Yeah, an old card. Yeah, like Invisible Stalker,
1: right? Yep. or Niv-Mizzet from from Ravnica. Ooh,
2: yeah. Best friends.
0: Oh, right, because it's just damage. It's not even combat damage. Right. Yes. That's good stuff. Slayer of the Wicked is next. Three and a white for a 3-2 human soldier. When it enters the battlefield, you may destroy, target vampire, werewolf, or zombie. What a great card to have in draft.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I overvalued this card a little bit because the ceiling is just so high. It it is. It's really high. And once you lose one game to Olivia Voldaren, you're just kind of shook.
2: <laughs> yeah, agreed. Oh,
0: Olivia's so scary, though.
2: Like occasionally, this guy will just do nothing if you're up against like the the green white humans deck, but uh the games where it delivers. Oh, (laughs) yeah. But like
1: in this pack, like say your first like pack one, pick one. I want to say if you're taking a white card, it's probably supposed to be Doom Traveler. Anyways, that that was my experience with this card. It is very strong when it's good.
0: Next is Paraceline. Two and a white for a sorcery. Destroy all enchantments. You gain one life for each enchantment destroyed this way. Did you ever see this played in Limited? I don't think so, no. Actually, sorry, let me correct that. Did you ever, have you ever seen this played? I've never seen it on
1: the stack, no. No. I have seen it in a deck list that includes Enchanted Evening.
0: Oh my god, gross.
1: Yeah, you know, and then you make some indestructible stuff, and then you win instead of them.
0: Right. Yeah. So our rare, which is not the last card in the pack, is Mentor of the Meek. Hey! Everyone loves Mentor of the Meek. Yeah. Two and a white for a 2-2 two, two human soldier. Whenever another creature with power 2 or less enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay 1 if you do draw a card.
1: Isn't this card just supposed to be in standard all the time? It just always seems like something white can do that's not unfair, but is kind of good. You know, you don't like to see your opponent paying, like drawing an extra card for 1 generic mana every turn, sometimes 2 or 3 times as the game goes on. Like you, you got to kill this guy. And yet the rate is fine. They should probably just print mentor of the meek as a three, three for three.
0: Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah. I love mentor. Good like card. bygone
1: Bishop was also good. And.
0: Oh, that's the one that made clues.
1: Yeah. It's a sort of, sort of the, the homage to mentor of the meek from shadows over Innistrad. hmm And yeah, I just never, f- I, I can't remember this card ever, like making huge waves, like being, you know, pro tour level important. And yet, it's obviously solid. Lost some games at FNM to it.
0: Rounding out the pack, we have an ad card for Innistrad event decks. We have the double face card token replacement thing, and then we have our double face cards. This is the first time they ever did it back in Innistrad, printing on both halves. And we have Reckless Waif, one one for a single red mana human rogue werewolf. At the beginning of each upkeep, if no spells were cast last turn, transform Reckless Waif. And she turns into Merciless Predator, a 3-2 Werewolf. And with the other half of the Werewolf ability, at the beginning of each upkeep, if a player cast two or more spells last turn, transform Merciless Predator. I remember loving this card. Yeah. Yeah, she's, that's pretty sweet. She's good. Yeah. Ginger Snaps was the real deal. Yeah i'd definitely take mentor out of this pack but i mean i definitely wouldn't feel bad
2: being past reckless wave
0: no no definitely not
1: the only weird thing about reckless wave is that it's printed in the same like set and slot in the pack as a creature with the same mana cost almost and same stats and same transform stats that is for some reason the better aggressive one-drop creature, and it's in blue, and it's just so infuriating. It's like Reckless Wafe isn't even a bad card. Why does Delver of Secrets have to just like, you know, slap it around with the Velvet Glove or whatever?
0: Like, come on. Delver, yeah. I mean, Delver's like Like why is this a blue card? <laughs> Delver's still relevant too. Well, you see, Nelson, yeah, it's
2: absolutely. uh it's just way harder to flip Delver. Oh yeah, it's so tricky. Yeah. Right, like, how many instants and sorceries are you running in limited, where this is
1: relevant? Balancing blue cards, man, still, still one of yeah. the harder things to do, I'm
2: sure, from the R&D side. But like, Reckless Wave, it just felt so good when you were like Mountain Reckless Wave, and your opponent was like Island Go.
0: Ha ha! Thank you, by the way, to Philippe and Andrew G for that one. Going back to 2010, any guesses as to what this is is it m11 <laughs> no but you're close
1: I'm, just, I'm drawing a blank for what was said before Industron was and that's a little embarrassing
0: oh actually i guess I, I guess this is technically 2009 i'm sorry scars oh okay is it m10 it is it's a 2010 core set oh <laughs> this was given to us by Jonas, and thank you for that I don't know. James said grab some older ones, and I was like, alright, this is 10 years ago. It's actually 11 years ago. I didn't even realize. Okay, wait, it
1: was Zend- It was first Zendikar then in 2010, I think. Is that right? Or 2009?
0: Yes.
1: Or no, maybe there's one more set in between those two. Go ahead and open the pack,
0: sorry. Okay. First up, Razorfoot Griffin. Three and a white for a 2-2 Griffin with flying and first strike. This always got me, and
2: I never was able to play it correctly i would always face this with like my deck of like drakes and then whenever i had it my opponents had like two three flyers and i'm like come on
0: i hate when that happens i always there's always a card in some limited format like there's always a card where it's like it just dumpsters me when my opponent has it and i can never make it work and i totally know how you feel zendikar was indeed september 2009 we are being told oh right because it was zendikar world wake rise of eldrazi and was it was it scars and then innistrad nelson
1: that's i think that's right all right here here i am having forgotten more about magic than i don't know you'll ever know lol like what whatever whatever the end of that line is I've forgotten everything i ever knew at least
0: yeah next we have essence scatter which i think was Is this one literally in Zendikar Rising or no? This was also in Ikoria? It was in Ikoria.
1: It was just in Ikoria. And it's been reprinted a few times. One
0: in a blue, instant counter target creature spell. Sure, why not? Oh, yeah. Next up, old favorite, Raging Goblin. Yeah. One, one for one red with haste, with a flavor text everybody loves. He raged at the world, at his family, at his life, but mostly, it just raged. Sure does. Sure does. Next is a card that I don't remember ever seeing. I don't think I played a lot of this set. Bramble Creeper, four and a green for a zero three elemental. Whenever it attacks, it gets plus five plus oh until end of turn.
1: Huh? I have like no memory of this card.
2: That seems real bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't. Are we sure this card ever existed before this moment?
2: I have no <laughs> memory of it.
0: That, that seems awful.
1: <laughs> is, there, is there like some elaborate prank happening to the podcast right now? <laughs>
0: yeah. This is the only time it's ever been printed, apparently. All right. Yeah, let's let's move on. Excommunicate to and a white is a sorcery. Put target creature on top of its owner's library. Woof. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Sorcery speed. Yeah. There's a Really? This card's great in white.
1: I love it. It's time, ebb. It's, it's sorcery, but you, you can just cast it and then attack. I've played this card so many times in that limited format.
0: Fair enough.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah.
0: Crawworm is next. Four green green for a six four worm. I didn't know Crawworm got new art.
1: Yeah, this might have been the last time they ever printed it. I think this art is from seventh. Because Crawworm was in the set a bunch of times. But you know, since I want to say M ten, they'd started being like, Wait, six mana in green, we need to give it something. It <laughs> can't six, just be crawl worm.
0: Was Crawworm in Alpha?
2: Oh yeah. Yes. Nice. It was the first it was the first Maw. Hey Maw. Look how far Maw has come.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh Ma. right. Yeah, there, there's the art I remember. Next is cancel one blue, blue counter target spell. This is with the, the cool like rules text of just counter target spell justified in the dead center of the text box. Nope. Yeah. Silver coat lion is next. It's a two, two with one and a white. I'm oh, sorry. Two, two with one and a white. It's a two, two, four, one and a white. There we go. And that's all it does. It's a cat. Meow. Cool.
1: It's either angry or hungry or sleepy.
0: Or all of the above.
1: Yeah, I know. I get like one of those things makes me the other two usually.
0: Sign in blood is next. Black, black for a sorcery. Target player draws two cards and loses two life. Good card. I definitely remember learning that I could kill somebody with this.
1: Yeah, I just killed somebody with this earlier this week. Really, I, I love this card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I generally always play it if my Highlander decks can cast it comfortably. Nice. Really. really? Well, I just, yeah, I really like that it's a burn spell and a card drawing spell. Love it. Not a lot of cards do that.
2: Yeah. 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 Also, this art has held up.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's creepy. Soul Warden is next. Single white mana for a 1-1 human cleric. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, under anyone's control, gain one life.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely this card.
1: Still around. Yep. Still doing things today. You may have seen it across the board, making your opponent's Johnny Primates bigger.
0: Yep. Now we're into the uncommons. There's some here I don't recognize, or at least not super familiar with. Fabricate. Two in a blue sorcery. Search your library for an artifact. Reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library.
1: This card's as good as it looks. I can't remember if it's still currently a point in Highlander, but it has been.
0: No way, really, wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, the, I mean, the more cards you allow, the better this card gets.
2: Yeah, this this gets you your win condition. Hmm.
0: Now I do remember this one: Howl of the Night Pack, six and a green sorcery. Put a two-two wolf token into the battlefield for each forest you control.
2: I don't think I'm familiar with this card.
0: Interesting. It's expensive, card- but it certainly. Ends the conversation real quick.
1: Yeah, this card has been sold out on multiple occasions at Yellowjacket.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. Huh, okay, yeah. Actually, this seems like an interesting problem for Limited, right? How many wolves before this feels good?
1: Yeah, like if you get five...
2: Like three? Four? It's probably like the basement? Four?
1: Yeah, if you're casting it for only three, that's... A six six for seven, and at that point, being spread across three bodies is actually bad. Yeah, but but as long as you're getting four or five, it's pretty nice.
0: Hmm.
1: Obviously, unlimited if you can manage to get a mono green deck together, you're you're happiest.
0: Our last uncommon, once again, a card that's been printed, or at least is a reprint of a card that was printed very early, is White Knight. White, white for a 2-2 human knight with first strike and protection from black. Yeah, this this is an alpha card,
1: I believe. Also an alpha card, that's right.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. The original art for it. Yeah. I,
2: I Yeah, the, the original
1: art looks more like Monty Python and looks less like a comic book, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like every once in a while I would be in YJ and people would be like, eh, I got an itching in my bones, going to sleeve up like white knight this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like somebody's going to try like mono black and like there are better cards for it, but sometimes sometimes White Knight gets in I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it would be yeah. Silver Knight. It would be Core Firewalker, then Silver Knight would be your second one.
1: Yeah, those kind of Highlander decks you're talking about that that consider White Knight, they're often they're definitely reaching for Core Firewalker first, mm-hmm. but yeah, there have been some, I've seen some White Knights flopped on the, on the YJ Monday Night Highlander tables, like And usually if it's happening, I'm really mad about it. (laughs) See earlier conversation about sign and blood.
0: We have a wolf token and a forest and our rare is goblin chieftain. One red red for a 2-2 goblin with haste and other goblins you control get plus one, plus one and haste themselves.
2: This is how you like your goblins to have haste. Take that raging goblin. Put it away. Goblin chieftain. That's goblins with haste that you can get behind.
1: Yeah, this is just still one of the best goblins.
0: Is this on Arena?
1: I think so. I think they snuck it into one of the historic packs. Or it's in Jumpstart, maybe?
0: So is this part of the reason that the Muzio deck was such a problem? Not Muzio. Muxus.
1: Yeah, I I believe so.
0: Because that deck was just like... I was watching the Mythic Invitational, the Historic Mythic Invitational, and Muxus was just all over the shop. Oh yeah, the card
1: Yeah, they have it. It's from Jumpstart. Or yeah, it's Jumpstart, I think.
0: Yeah, James says it's in Jumpstart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll I'll take that. Definitely going to wheel that Raging Goblin, so you know. There we go. Double haste. Yeah.
1: There there's a world I would have taken the Excommunicate
0: over the White Knight.
1: Yeah. Like there's a world where you just want to be an attacking deck and the first strike isn't as relevant, hmm. but I think that Goblin Chieftain is the most powerful card. I just played enough of this limited format that I can remember like trying to figure out what everyone's biases were as I sat down, you know, drafting with the same seven other people week after week. Fair enough. Howl of the night is also a consideration. That's right.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Now for our last pack, I can't wait to see how this goes because James was the one that was like, yo, go get some old cards. And I thought, <laughs> okay. And tried to find the oldest pack I could. And this is from 1995. It was given to us by Tony. It just says Tony in all caps. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> and this is a pack of Renaissance mm-hmm. in German.
1: Wheeler must be so, you know, he's probably, his bones are probably shivering right now.
0: Yeah. It's only got eight carton in it. <laughs> but i i mean i'm so ordinarily when we open foreign language packs we have the automated card reader but we'll just have to see if if i can recognize the art or if we can suss out the name so let's see what briefly what was renaissance okay i'm probably
1: supposed to be able to answer this question but i've <laughs> never gotten a pack of it so i believe renaissance or renaissance was european only chronicles but better like it wasn't the exact same list as chronicles but it came out around the same time and or i mean 1995 was earlier i guess maybe i thought chronicles was 96 this i'm just going from memory here kids i'm not at my computer googling so yeah i think it's like includes any of the cards from any of the first few expansions
0: yeah it listed on the back of them that it's the booster pack here, it says cards from Antiquities, Legends, Arabian Nights, and the Dark, which is the same as Chronicles. But the trick is okay, that these cards have black border. All right. Whereas Chronicles were all white bordered because wizards had some sort of bizarre self-inflicted rule at the time. Yes. About... A card's first printing had to be black border, so like first, in first it, printing
1: in any given language.
0: Yeah, right? so yeah, Chronicles was white border because they were all reprints. Like now they just do everything in black border because they just, generally speaking, look better. You can fight me on that if you want to. I know that there's some some division on the subject. Generally speaking, I think they look better, but at the time, none of these cards had been printed in these languages in either a core set or an expansion. So they had, to, they had to by their rules that they invented, <laughs> print them black bordered. Right. I
1: thought there was also like one or two cards from the core set that snuck in there for some reason, like they hadn't been in a previous language set or something like that. Or, or maybe it's just, I'm thinking that there's cards from Renaissance that aren't in Chronicles from yeah. the other expansion sets.
0: Yeah. Well, let's take a look at what we got here. Oh, boy. First up is Oase, which is a land. Yeah, I believe it's Oasis. (laughs) It taps to uh, Verhindir one Schadenspunkt. That's prevent one damage. (laughs) We're looking at Oasis. (laughs) By (laughs) Einurkritter. Good news. Land in German is still land. Nice.
1: Is the artist Brian Snowdy?
0: Yes. Yeah. No, it's okay. definitely. No, I can see what uh, I can see what right. what's been pulled up on screen. And that is indeed correct. OK.
1: <laughs> Exciting.
0: All right. Next is. Oh, yes. Orcs. Von der Eisernen Klaue. Oh, Brass Claw works. I think that's correct. This is the guy that looks like a cabal from Destiny. And there's like weird glyphs on a like some sort of cartouche behind him it's like he looks like his space marine it's very very futuristic looking armor so
1: it's not ironclaw orcs from beta then is it like one is one generic and a red for a 2-2 and it looks like a space marine orc
0: yes that is absolutely correct
1: right okay so yeah so this card's from beta and oh yeah there's no expansion symbol on it backs up my previous thing about yeah. like i think did chronicles actually also just include some cards from from the Corset as well i can't, i think legitimately it, can't remember I,
0: I guess it did yeah
1: thanks for tuning into our podcast where <laughs> several old men who did play magic cards as kids realize that they are no longer kids
0: <laughs> the the text if you care is it cannot be used to block any creature of power more than one also we've just, I've just been informed that scryfall does not have the german versions of these perfect <laughs> so this is great <laughs> all right <laughs> Sturm Ram. I know this one. It's Battering Ram. Okay. Oh, great. Sturm Ram. There's a lot of
1: lot of Ams Legends, right? Or the Dark? Uh,
0: antiquities, I think. Oh, cool. Okay. It's the, the, the Anvil symbol. The Anvil? Yeah, that's yeah. antiquities. It's mm. two mana for a one-one artifact creature. I don't know what else Battering Ram does. Oh there we alright, it bans, but only when attacking and any wall blocking battering ram is destroyed, and walls destroyed this way deal their damage before dying? Wow. Last strike against walls. Or
2: against defenders.
0: (laughs) Would you believe that takes fewer words to say in German? Is it all one word? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, well, (laughs) there is one particularly long word. But no, it's actually just fewer characters. Huh. The 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 bands. So, <laughs> I think it's banding is the word that's very long, because this it says the first sentence is bands, but only when attacking, which in mm-hmm. German is hat bundnifigiert, comma, ync angrieft, and then yeah, the second sentence is not as complicated. Okay. Next, we have Fromig-Kate. Okay, this is a Samite dude, I think. Or no, it's a spell. It's. Okay, the art is a man with a big beard mm-hmm. and a yellow mm-hmm. and blue headscarf reading a book in a room with gothic windows. He sits in profile to camera. <laughs> <laughs> Latinam Sage? I don't. Know, it's a. It's a. It's an instant. I think it's two and a white. Oh, oh, oh! I want to say all blocking creatures get plus O plus three. Whoa! Or maybe just huh? Oh, oh, oh! Okay, is
1: it piety?
0: Okay, James has the art up. Yeah,
1: I recognize this this art now.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what piety. piety. Yeah. did i get it right the first time nice yeah piety and yeah yeah, all blocking creatures get plus oh plus three until end of turn amazing huh all right i don't think that's a very good card (laughs) no no that sucks it's bad okay what's the big veiny necked tortoise is it... It's one and a blue for a 1-1. One, one.
1: Giant Tortoise, yeah, that gets plus 0, plus 3? Yes. Giant Tortoise.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Much better than Piety. This card's like, I mean, it's obviously not good by today's standards, but this was sort of like a, you know, an, a precursor to, like, the slightly under-costed, but have-no-power blue creatures, right? Like, today we play one blue mana for a zero five 5 from Akoria, right? And you know there's tricks you can do with doran or whatever those, those kinds of effects but the the basic idea is just like okay early gameplay for blue just play a creature that just sits there and discourages attacking
0: okay so it's a one one for one and a blue but it gets plus three plus zero if it's untapped
1: yeah and your uncle is going to have like the audacity to give it vigilance somehow and then plink in and then you won't have like a good block either and it's just just annoys everyone
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> next Dusterwald Keeler. Okay. Oh, that's very good. I know th- uh. I, I know what this card is from the art just because it's it's Dirkwood Boars. And I know that oh, great. because of this dumbass looking boar on the left side of the image who looks like he's going <laughs> and laughing at you for daring to cast such a mediocre card. Because it's a four four for four and a green.
1: When Dirkwood Boars came out, it was exciting. That mana cost only got you three power on any other card. <laughs> like Iron Root Tree Folk was a three five. And that was like kind of the best stats you could get.
0: The, the, that, that boar clearly thinks you're an idiot though, right? Oh yeah. Hmm. Definitely.
2: Also the Bible verse as the flavor text.
0: Yeah, we had that on the the Piety as well, which I guess is a, maybe a little bit more in keeping on on, on Piety. But
2: I just like how this... This flavor text implies that these boars are the ones possessed by legion. <laughs> <laughs> in, in fact, the quote on piety is from the Quran. It makes sense. Arabian Nights. But
0: yeah, th- <laughs> this seems out of place. Did they just do a word search? And the unclean spirits went out and entered <laughs> the wine and the herd ran violently.
2: En- entered the swine. Yeah, The
0: swine, sorry.
2: It's okay. Anyone got a Got a, like any any literary reference we can make to pigs? No, anyone? This passage from Mark
1: might have been in like a '90s movie that someone had seen. That's that's my that's my way out there guess.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe there was a horror movie with the demon legion in it.
1: Richard Garfield might have just had to do a lot of Bible classes as a kid. Oh, possibly. There's all kinds of reasons why this random quote from 5th book of Mark or whatever,
2: Mark chapter 5 is in here. It does seem kind of wildly out of place. Biblical swine.
0: When was Dirk Woodbores first printed?
2: Legends by the look of it. Yeah, so
0: 94? I mean, that's the year Pulp Fiction came out, so I don't know, maybe. Kurt Cobain died? Next, we have... Blue trash or bloodlust, and I know this one because I can't get this horrible image out of my out of my head either. Why would you want to though? It's one in a red for a woman who's just really into this like wall of tissue. It's very strange, and it's an instant. And target creature gets plus four, minus four. Until end of turn, if this reduces the creature's toughness below one, the creature's toughness is one. I just remember the
2: story of this card's art being that it was a non-English speaking artist who had never heard this expression before. And was like, I guess. It's kind of a weird thing, but sure, why not? You know, it's a living. Okay.
1: That... I think that's not the case because the artist is Anson Maddox, who's. I mean, if in 1994 he hadn't spoken English yet, that would be impressive and surprising to me because I met him in I want to say like 2004, probably 2005, and it oh. seemed like he seemed like a native English speaker to
2: me. He might have just not been familiar with the expression then. Maybe that was the story I heard. Yeah, that's entirely possible. It's also possible he would just what
1: you know. Only heard the second word and then, you know, painted the thing red afterwards. I don't know. But definitely, this card, to me, it says, like, okay, Ansemax paints this. And then the rest of Wizards of the Coast is, we need to get this guy painting vampires. Hmm. So then they did that a bunch.
0: I just found an interview with him on Magic Untapped where he's asked, have you ever tried a more out of the box approach to a card where you try a new perspective or style? And he answers, I only take a boxed approach to my work when I need to plant a seed of normalcy amongst my undulant, glistening brood so as to wave a friendly hello neighbor to any of you who start to grow uneasy with me. Actually, bloodlust is what happens to me when I try too hard to be different. I still think it's funny, though.
2: Fair enough. Okay, yeah,
1: no, okay. This card was real good, by the way, too. Just being able to deal four damage extra to your opponent's face for two mana was like... Something of a revelation back in 94.
2: Hmm. Also, looking at Anson Maddox's card history, he's done a lot of like really cool cards, like Breeding Pit, Daralore, Thrall Wizard. Living Wall.
0: Man, Fallen Empires was sweet. Anson Maddox was one of the original 25 magic artists back hmm. when there was only 25 who had ever worked on the game.
1: Yeah, he painted Sengir Vampire maze of if yep
0: really mm-hmm. yeah
1: nice and her minotaur right or no that's Tadine, isn't it nope no that's hansen maddox oh is that okay yeah. cool.
0: our last card with art by quentin hoover <gasps> felwar stein nice we got a playable Fe- mm-hmm. Fe- felwar stone <laughs> it's two mana for an artifact tap it to help it's it
1: adds a mana of any color that or maybe it's type it's either type or color but the kind of mana that your opponent's land could produce
0: ah okay that's definitely what that says oh there it is in english okay
1: any type okay so it does work with
0: wastes yeah play this ability as a mana source (laughs) i mean i do like the quentin hoover's art but i like that sorry Quentin. i think i've been pronouncing it incorrectly i i like that you know the Felwar stone it's a magical stone taps for mana and he's like i got you boss here it is it's a, it's a stone it's got gold veins in it there you go i i, I get the impression it's like yeah I mean that's what that's what we asked for I, uh, yeah all right
2: yeah i gotta don't know what we expected yeah
1: it does have a little bit of like uh we have sapphire diamond at home sapphire diamond at home <laughs> <laughs> the vibes to it yeah. that's true yeah like this is half of a mind stone yeah i'll take it. i mean it's up some- it's sometimes better than all those other ones, right? Like, it does come into play untapped and taps for mana that turn. Like, there's not that many of the sort of new new school of fair mana rocks that do that. Oftentimes, your threshold's a little bit higher. But yeah, in these eight-card packs, I guess you don't always get a rare. Like, maybe, are there only rares in half of them or something? Or
0: I, I don't know. I have no idea if one of these is a rare or not. If we look into it. Like,
1: Chronicles definitely had, at the time this mattered, they had the Elder Dragons in them. So I would guess that Renaissance packs can also have, you know, blackboarded copies of Nickel Bolas, which have like now gone back up to the, like the price they were in 1994, which is sweet. But th- this pack probably cum- cumulatively is worth less than what Tony paid for it or whoever paid for it, but was still, you know, a, a wild ride to open up and go down memory lane. So thank you, Tony.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, am- I imagine that if there is a card that was considered rare at the time, it's probably something like the Oasis.
1: Yep, that's possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, James has just informed me. I missed this earlier that the Oracle text on Bloodlust is if the target creature has toughness five or greater, it gets plus four minus four until end of turn. Otherwise, it gets plus four minus X until end of turn, where X is its toughness minus one. (laughs) I love that there's some of these cards where they've gone back and been like okay we want to make this card mechanically do what it's always done but make it fit within the modern rule set how do we have to ruin grammar to make that happen
2: but every once in a while you get
0: oubliette yeah that's so elegant though the way they handled that somebody must have like there must have been cheering (laughs) Yeah, when I somebody's I like, Hey, so.
2: hey, 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 I figured it out, right?
0: Phase- and I mean, there's no just
2: like
1: high fives. I'm going to guess it was an argument, actually. I'm going to guess there were some like Oubliette purists at R&D when this idea came out. They were just like, no, no, no. Oubliette is an Oblivion ring. Like it exiles the creature, right? Like that's how that's how it worked when it first came out. I think the, the Arabianized Oubliette say like remove from, from play or whatever. So there would have been some people who are against it, but... They they eventually came around after like a rousing speech from your protagonist who had the like light bulb moment. Right. right.
2: I guess we, and and a schism was narrowly avoided.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe maybe the Oublia discussion happened years ago, when this phasing thing was like, you know, ready to ready to pounce. But then it was just
2: tearing the inside of R and D apart. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you know, if if you know, email us exactly anonymously. That's right.
0: That is going to do it for this episode of Tap, Tap, Concede. So thank you to Tony and Philippe on Andrew G's behalf and Jonas for these packs. And thank you all for listening. it has been fun. It was neat to go back to Innistrad and Corset, even though it was Corset just sort of around when we started playing. I can't believe there's cards in there that literally we were all like, I have never seen this card before, (laughs) Uh, but that is going to do it for this week. A reminder that the show is brought to you by card kingdom. Do check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR for all your card needs. And of course the show is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run until next time. I've been Graham joined by Nelson. Be kind to each other and Cameron. Be kind. Rewind. (laughs) wait no wait james was running the card reader the audio editing was done by jordan hatton and heather does podcast admin for us thank you all so much talk to you next time bye